You're listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Monsters by Relia on AO3. Chapter 6. November 1st, 2006. She came back, left again, and tore him up in the process. Because Jesus, how was anything ever supposed to go back to normal? How was he ever supposed to figure out what the fuck she wanted from him if she kept leaving? If he couldn't trust her to just fucking stay? His life had been in a tailspin from the moment he met her, and it never seemed to get any easier. Danny fucking Beck certainly hadn't helped. Danny, who was beautiful and fierce, but too fragile for the work. Danny, who he wanted, or maybe didn't want, or shit, he didn't know. Danny, whose demon was a fox, a little gray fox who never, ever warmed up to Alina. Not that Alina had given him a chance. Maybe Elliot didn't know what he wanted, but Alina knew, and she didn't want Danny. She wanted Liv and a Cluse, and she told him so, told him she was lonesome for their friends, and he didn't know what to do about it, didn't know what to say to her. He'd been lonesome for them, too. Lonesome underneath the hurt, missing Olivia like he'd missed his own right hand, missing the way it felt, walking into a room with Olivia and a Cluse beside him. Fucking invincible, that's how he'd felt. Who could stop them? Two well-trained cops with guns in their hands, and two wolves who'd never backed down from a fight. Crowds parted before them like the sea before Moses, and sometimes when he was with her, with them, he felt like they owned the whole fucking city. On top of the world, that's how he felt when he was with her. But she'd left. Left, and then come back, and now here they were, sitting together in a cafe, drinking overpriced coffee, and trying to avoid one another's gaze. That didn't mean he wasn't looking at her, though. She changed her hair while she was in Oregon. It was different, longer, pretty and soft. It suited her. He might have told her he liked it, if he hadn't been so twisted up inside. He wanted to snap at her, wanted to yell, wanted to call her a deserter, a betrayer, wanted to beg her to never leave him. Wanted to take all these messy, complicated feelings, these feelings of abandonment, of want, of uncertainty, the feeling of fucking embarrassment he felt at having been so deeply affected by her. Wanted to take all of it, carve all of it out of his heart, and throw it in the fucking dumpster so he could just be rid of it. But life didn't work like that. He was going to have to work with her, and he was going to have to swallow all this shit down. They were attracting stares, they often did. The wolves were too big to nestle under the table at their feet, and so they paced instead, just behind the chairs where Elliot and Olivia were sitting, surveilling the cafe. The wolves had been restless since Liv came back. Ecluse kept bumping Alina's cheek with his snout, and she kept backing away. He wouldn't just stop, though. Like he didn't want her to withdraw from him. Like he wouldn't let her like he didn't understand why things couldn't just go back to the way they had been, 
before. Was that how Olivia felt? Elliot wondered. Did she just want everything to go back to normal? Was she reaching out to him, hoping he'd meet in the middle? Was he the one pulling away? Shit, he didn't know. Sometimes the demons just made things more complicated, he thought. It might have been easier to pretend everything was fine if Olivia couldn't see his mistrust of her in every move Alina made. November 11th, 2006 She knew that she was going to die, and she still lied to my face, Olivia said softly, disbelieving. It was late, or early, really. The night had worn into morning, though sunrise was still a few hours off. She could feel it coming, though. Could feel the city slowly waking up around them, a great, slumbering beast shifting restlessly in the pre-dawn darkness. Every time she closed her eyes, she heard the sound of Valerie Senate's screams echoing in her ears. And word had just come through twenty minutes ago. Valerie was dead, and Olivia was here, sitting on Elliot's stoop with a cluse curled up at her feet, trying to make sense of it all. When love warps into hate, there's nothing you won't do, Elliot said grimly. He'd know, Olivia thought. He'd know because he'd been in love and lost it. Because he was fighting like hell with Kathy, digging his heels in, desperate to see his kids just as Miles Sennett had been. He'd know because he had something she never had, something she was beginning to think she never would have. A person had to fall in love to learn just how thin the line between love and hate could be, she thought. And she'd never fallen in love. Never really loved anybody, except a cluse. And him. There was no sense in trying to quantify it, trying to dig through her heart and sort out what kind of love it was that she felt for him. This hulking man sitting beside her in his old gray hoodie, staring into the cup of coffee she'd brought for him. It didn't matter what kind of love it was. All that mattered, she thought, was that it was love. It was love that stayed her hand when she could have shot Catano. It was love that sent her running from Elliot when he told her, we can't be partners anymore. And she'd known she'd never be able to stop putting him first. And she'd taken off, been the first to leave before he got a chance to do it himself. It was love that had her whispering his name that night in the hospital. And love that brought her home. And love that brought her here to his front door, a few minutes before 5 a.m. It was love that made her sway towards him, just so she could feel the warmth of his shoulder brushing against her own. It was love that kept her up, made it impossible to sleep until she'd patched things up with him. The whole world felt wrong when they were out of step with one another, and she wanted to find their rhythm again, whatever it took. That's why I signed the divorce papers, he said, and Olivia's stomach swooped, and a cluse lifted his head, staring up at them. I don't want Kathy to ever regret me. She hummed. She didn't really know what to say. Part of her wanted to reassure him, tell him he and Kathy never would have ended up like Miles and Valerie, but the fact that he'd signed the papers proved that. Part of her wanted to tell him he was too good to ever do what Miles had done. But part of her knew better. She remembered the way they'd fought after Gatano. Hell, 
the way they'd fought the last few days, sniping at one another, bitter, angry. There was no one in the world who knew her the way he did, and no one in the world whose words could cut her as deeply as his did. That was what love did, she thought. Love stripped a person of their defenses and left them vulnerable. No one can hurt you like someone who loves you. That's a step in the right direction, Elliot, she said finally. Really, it was. Kathy was so desperate for a divorce, she'd come to beg for Olivia's help. It was help Olivia had not given, because she couldn't be the one to do that to Elliot. Couldn't be the one to tell him that his marriage was really over, that Kathy just wanted to be done with him, that he needed to face reality. She couldn't be the one to deliver that blow, the final catalyst for the destruction of his family. There were, she thought, so few good families left, and she'd always thought Elliot had one of them. And as long as his family remained whole, her faith and love and the bonds that sustained people remained intact. But Elliot had signed the papers and shattered that dream for both of them. She still didn't understand it, not really. Sure, Elliot wasn't always the easiest guy to be around, but Jesus, she thought, he was worth it. That was why she was sitting there, in the dark, nursing a cup of tea with his knee knocking against hers at five o'clock in the morning. She'd been given a chance to go anywhere she wanted, to do anything she wanted, to start over fresh, and she'd chosen to come home, because she couldn't imagine a life without him in it. Without his smiles and his smart-ass cocky sense of humor, and the tender, gentle way he got with people who were hurting. Kathy had four of his children and a lifetime with him, and she'd thrown it all away, and why? That's what Olivia couldn't understand. Because he got angry sometimes? Hell, who didn't? Then again, plenty of people had walked away from her, and her heart was a wolf, same as his. Maybe she was being too hard on Kathy. Maybe they really were impossible to live with, her and Elliot both. So are we okay? She asked him then. He'd gone quiet on her, grieving the state of his marriage, but she hadn't come here to talk about him and Kathy, and she knew he didn't want to anyway. All this time, Alina had been lying on the step above him, well away from a cluse. It hadn't escaped Olivia's notice, the gray wolf's reticence to be near them. For weeks now, she'd been like this, withdrawn, turning her back on a cluse, careful not to walk too near Olivia herself, guarded, uncertain, as Elliot had been himself, but somehow Olivia didn't think it was anger that kept them both away from her. Somehow, she thought, it might have been hurt, and that was harder to bear than the anger might have been. But Alina stood up now, stretched, looked down on Olivia with those golden eyes, unreadable now as ever. I just need space to disagree with you so that I don't feel like it's going to cost me our partnership, Elliot directed his confession to his coffee cup. It was probably the most honest he'd ever been with her. Something about the darkness, staring straight ahead, refusing to look at one another, made it easier to say all the things they'd never wanted to face. They were the same in that regard. Neither of them was much for talking about feelings. Feelings were messy. Feelings hurt. And most of the time, feelings didn't do anybody a damn bit of good. 
but he was telling her the truth now, and she tried to listen, tried to hear what he was telling her. You've never been gun-shy before, she told him. They'd always felt safe disagreeing with one another, had always been able to fight and patch things up without too much damage. But everything felt different now, and when she thought about why, it scared her. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, things change, he said. You and the job are the only things I've got anymore. I don't want to wreck that. I couldn't take it. It felt a lifetime since he'd said those words to her, since he'd told her she was all he had, and she'd walked out on him anyway. No wonder Alina was reticent. Olivia had come back, and she'd thought that might prove to him that she wanted to be here, but maybe it wasn't enough. She'd come back from computer crimes, too, and then she'd been roped into Dana's crazy scheme and been ripped away from her life, and Danny fucking Beck had taken her place. And was it any wonder, she thought, that he was struggling when everybody kept leaving him? Olivia knew how that felt, but she'd had no plans to leave him, not now, maybe not ever again, because the only time she felt like her feet were planted on solid ground was when she was with him. You give him stability, Kathy had told her. Well, Elliot gave her stability too. Like you said, you're the longest relationship that I've ever had with a man, she reminded him. The accusation had stung, mostly because it was the truth, and she didn't want to admit why. Elliot was the only man who'd ever accepted her, chosen her, wanted her for more than sex, the only one who'd ever understood her, the only one who'd ever stuck around. And he was afraid of her leaving, and she was telling him, in her own way, that she wouldn't, that she couldn't. Who else would put up with me? No one, that's who. No one wanted a woman with a murky past and rage in her belly and a fucking wolf walking beside her. No one wanted her anger and her grief and her righteousness and her duty. No one but him. Behind him, Alina stepped out from the shadows, padded softly down the steps, and they watched her, Elliot and Olivia. Eclusa's head cocked to the side, and when she drew near him, he stood up. For weeks now, he'd been entreating her, trying to touch her, to regain some of their old closeness, and she'd rebuffed him. But it was Alina going to him now, Alina seeking him out. She came to a stop on the ground in front of him, and leaned in close, brushed her cheek against his, and Eclusa's tail wagged once, tentatively, before he nuzzled himself against her neck, and Elliot and Olivia breathed out a sigh of relief in unison. You hungry? Elliot asked her softly. She smiled, watching their wolves together, memories of this awful, fucked-up case, this whole awful, fucked-up year, fading slowly as the morning wore on. Alina had gone to a cluse, and Elliot had extended an olive branch to her. And everything's going to be okay, she thought. I could go for a bite, she allowed. They could do that, now. They could go to the all-night diner at the end of the block and drink greasy coffee and eat bone-dry eggs before the sun was even up, because Elliot didn't have a wife to worry about anymore, had no one to answer to just like Olivia had no one in the world but him. 
Who's buying? He asked. Well, you are going through a divorce and you do have four children, so I guess you are. She grinned at him and he smiled back. Not a full smile, but a warm one still, appreciating the fact that they could tease one another again. That's what I thought. And just like that, the whole world seemed to settle back into place, everything right where it was meant to be. They stood up together, laughed when their joints cracked and their bodies creaked, accepting the fact that they were getting older by the day, but doing it together. They stepped down off the stoop and walked off into the darkness with Ecluse and Alina between them, their great fluffy bodies brushing together as they went. Everything's going to be okay, she thought. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.